the third sicha. It's going to be the translation into Lashon Hakodesh, and it is a Rashi sicha. So let's start. Sifal the pasuk v'icha Moshe's pnei Hashem alakav v'yoimer lo Moshe yechar avka v'anach v'gemer. In this week's parsha, the pasuk tells us that after the Eden did the chete eagle, it says that Moshe pleaded with Hashem. And he said to Hashem, why are you so angry at your people? Why is your anger flaring up against your nation? So Pirish Rashi, Lama Hashem Gamer, Klum Skana Elechacham Bechachma Gibra Begibra. Rashi says, what does it mean, Lama Hashem? Why Hashem are you getting angry? So Rashi explains, Moshe Rabbeinu is starting his defense of the Jewish people. And he's telling Hashem, why are you so angry? It only makes sense to get angry if there's a cause for jealous, to be jealous. For example, a, a Chacham only gets jealous of another Chacham, or a Giber is jealous of another Giber. But it doesn't make sense for a Chacham to be jealous of a stone. Or, um, or is the muscle that the Medrash brings, which maybe we'll quote later on, is that the person gets married, says the king comes home, and he sees his queen is being Zana with the uh, countertop. There's no reason to be jealous, the king's going to be uh, jealous of the countertop. It doesn't make sense. You only get jealous of something that you feel threatened by. There's no reason to be threatened. So why, therefore, are you so upset and anger at the Jewish people that you want to completely destroy them? Rather, you should let them live. So the Pashtas, Kvanis Rashi, Kapurushi, Liyasha, Shaila, Ila, Pasuk, Moshe, So the Pashtas, what's Rashi coming to explain? It's coming to explain a question on this Pasuk. So since the Bnei Yisrael did a very severe sin, they did the sin of Avay Dezar with the Chet Egel, it's understood why Hashem is very angry. So what is Moshe's question? It doesn't make sense. It says Moshe begins to dive into Hashem, and he says to Hashem, why are you so angry? Why is your anger flaying up against your people? Is that a, like, a rhetorical question? It's very clear. Why Hashem is very angry at the people that they did Avaydazar. Therefore, Rashi says Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't asking a question like, Why are you angry? It's obvious why Hashem is angry. Rather, Rashi's trying to tell Hashem is that you, it, it was a rhetorical question like, Why should you be angry? Your anger is coming because you feel jealous, you're feeling envious of this Avaydazar. But why should you have this envy and feel threatened and have this jealousy? L'chayra, there, there's no comparison between you and the Vaidazara, and, and so there should be no cause of this terrible jealousy. Masat miyazu, kosu kamu mafarshi hatayra, shahayraz teva lama kan enim adua alahi lai, and shavikat shmeishma kajgrocha achayachara apacha ba'amacha. So because of this question, many mafarshim don't explain like Rashi and say Lama means a rhetorical question and it's part of the defense. Rather, they translate the word Lama differently. They translate it as the word Loi. Um, no. Meaning is that Moshe Rabbeinu was asking Hashem, was telling Hashem, you should not be angry at your people. So even though it says Lama, which usually means why, over here it means no. And the Mephoshim brings some examples of where in Torah that sometimes you find Lama mean, uh, meaning Loi. Like, for example, by Avram, and 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 the, and the when they want to go back to Mitzrayim to get food and Yaakov does not allow them, part of their time is they say, Lama, Lama namas, uh, why should we die in front of you? So it doesn't mean Lama, why should we die in front of you? No, it's, he's trying to say is, 
we should not die in front of you. So sometimes the word lie could mean the sense of uh, no. I mean, it's usually, it's usually more in the sense of rhetorical type of thing. Over here, it doesn't make sense rhetorical. Rather, means you should not be upset at your people. Why should you not be upset at your people? So um, the Mephor should explain, because it wasn't everybody, all the Jewish people that did the Avedi It was just the Arab, rather, certain individuals that did the Avedi So why you want, why are you upset at everybody? You should just be upset at them. So therefore, Lama Hashem Yafra could be explained in the sense of a, it means you should not be upset, but why should you not be upset? It's because there was only certain individuals that did it. But anyways, Rashi does not explain it that way. Right? Rashi in the Farish Peshutah Shemikra, the Tarek Yamkan, the Stavis Lama Kavshutah Maduba. Rashi explains the simple meaning, translates the word Lama as why. Lachim Pirish Rashi, Shetam Tan, Lama Hashem Yafra Apacha, Vuklum Iskana Elachacham Apacham Yibagiver. Therefore, Rashi explains what is the taina of Lam Hashem Yafra Apacha is, does Klum Iskana the only time someone gets jealous is a chacham of a chacham and a gibber of another gibber. Rashi quoted earlier during the Aser Sadibris that Hashem, the first of the Dibris is Ay Hashem Yagar, which is Lashon Yachi. So Rashi explains why is it Lashon Yachi? Hashem speaking to all the Jewish people, it should have been plural. I'm, I'm, I'm Hashem, uh, I'm Hashem of, uh, I'm all of your, I'm Hashem, Hashem, who is the God of all of you, not just the God of singular. So the reasoning is, because he was trying to give Moshe an ability to give a defense for when the Yidim would do the Maisa And Moshe's defense would be, why are you upset at the Jewish people? Quoting this week's parsha. You didn't command the Jewish people uh, that you were their God and that they shouldn't have any other gods. It was only to me because Lashon Yachid, you were talking to me individually. So, So, why does Rashi need to give another explanation of Why doesn't he just use the same explanation he used in Paris Yisra? The Moshe is saying, Why are you angry? The command was only to me, it wasn't to all the Jewish people. But Rashi does not quote that shot over here. Rather, he gives this other one in a clue, and why are you getting jealous? So the Ein Leimar, Shukuvanas Rashi, the Farsh is a possible So many of them, unfortunately, Rashi want to say that Rashi is giving two explanations. The Pasuk, Loma, Shem could be explained in two ways. The way that our Parsh is destroyed, right. and Rashi is giving a second option over here. And why doesn't Rashi bring the Pshat of Parshish history over here? Because he already wrote it once. Like Rashi's going to repeat himself. He said it once in Parshish history, right? You're supposed to remember the explanation he gave there. And when you get to our Parshish, he gives another one. This game is Staber, Shekhan, the Parshish saying, the Mokra Inyan, Nimna Rashi Malaski appears Zeth, Afilu Bikitsa Belashan Dabrachi, Kiyitz Bazeth, the Samachal Zeth, Shekhar Pirish, Pirishu Bederf, Agal, the Shlebu Kim Parshish history. It doesn't make sense that here in our parsha, which is the primary source of this topic, Rashi will refrain from mentioning the initial pshat, and he doesn't even mention it bekitzer davar acher. You know, say it in short if he already mentioned it once. Rather, he relies completely on the pshat that he gave, incidentally, uh, not in the proper spot, but by rather in parshas Yisrael. Ubefrat shehazbrizat other pshat who shayi lugam yitani kalapi bnei Yisrael v'leirach charn ap above the miskana. 
And especially, he says, the pshat that he gave there in Parshish Yisrael, Chayr was much better, because it negates the tiny completely. What he's saying is that they didn't even do anything wrong, because he never commanded them not to have any other gods. In our Pasha, it doesn't say that they didn't do anything wrong. He's just saying, Hashem, yes, they did something wrong, they did Avay Dizar, but you shouldn't be so jealous of them. You know, not of them, sorry, of Avay Dizar. And therefore, you shouldn't uh, destroy them. So, uh, so, therefore, we must say that the two explanations of Rashi are coming to explain two distinct, distinct binyanim, as we explain later on. So, just because sir, what we're saying over here right now is we brought down Rashi. Rashi explains in this week's parsha when Moshe Rabbeinu is starting his defense of the Jewish people, he says, and Rashi learns it as part of the defense already. That Hashem, why are you angry? Meaning, is you shouldn't be jealous because jealousy only makes sense. With someone who's a real rival, like a chacham, the chachman, yibur, b'gibur. The Jewish people are not. So we asked, why does Rashi uh, not bring the pshat that he brought in Parshas Yisrael? Which was that since the, the, in the Luchitz it said, and that was singular. So the implication is that Hashem was only speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu and wasn't giving command to all the Jewish people. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to make sense. Why should you have said Hashem? You never gave them the command, you only gave me. Rashi does not mention that initial pshat at all, and therefore, the question is, uh, really, why does Rashi not bring that question? And therefore, the Rebbe explains that we must say that there's these two Purushim are trying to explain two totally distinct inyanim, as we explain later. There's a, something that Rashi is trying to explain in this parsha, and that's only answered with the with the pshat that Rashi brings here. While in parsha Yisra, Rashi is trying to answer something else, and therefore, the pshat over there only answers that particular issue. That's question one. Base gam sarf lahavim. The pashtus lash and Rashi include miskane lachacham lachacham or gibur begibur. Moving to inyan, the miskane misyachis laavidazar gufa. The tanya kuzuk vapei kadosh baruch hu hari he hapech hakavim. He says from the pashtus lash and Rashi, include miskane. Does anyone get jealous, except by a chacham for another chacham, a gibur by another gibur? It's understood that this idea of jealousy. Is referring to the Vaidazar itself, that Hashem is, and Moshe being saying, like, does it make sense for you to be jealous of this Vaidazar? So, it's such a time of who is the opposite of Kabbat, because he's basically saying to Hashem, uh, he, he's in a sense implying to Hashem one of two things. He's either saying, you're jealous of the Vaidazar, what are you trying to say, Hashem? That the Vaidazar also has power and therefore you're jealous? Or, obviously, that the Vaidazar is nothing, it's just stupidity, it's just sticks and stones. So why, Hashem, are you jealous of sticks and stone? Are you just not that intelligent to know that you shouldn't be je- uh, jealous of the countertop? That's question two. And Yisir Mizu, even stronger than that. Hatayna, and, and so that, that's a question which is Hatayna Kavid. So the question is that Moshe Rabbeinu should have basically, I guess the question is that Rashi should have worded it in a different way. Like, you should have worded it in a different way. Or, or if Rashi's quoting Moshe Rabbeinu, then Moshe Rabbeinu should have worded it in a different way. Why is he saying such a dis- disrespectful way? You could have gotten the point out in a more respectful way, as we will say from the Medrash. At the Medrash, Moshe Rabbeinu says the same thing, but in a much more derech kavim. That the source of this idea of Plumaskan is actually from a Gemara, and the Vedazar Dachman Hayyam Aleph. And this was a conversation that Agrifas, who was a Roman general, was he was a guy, was having with Rabbi Gamliel. That it says in Parshas Khan, and part of the uh, last speech of Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, Hashem says about the idea of Avayi Zara, that uh, Hashem is a Kealkana, he's a vengeful God, 
and he's a he's a he's a it says a eichlahu he's a burning consuming fire and he's a uh, uh, we'll read the whole passage. It says guard from yourself uh, and never forget the bris that you made with Hashem and you should uh, never make for yourself any of the zara like Hashem commanded you because Hashem is a consuming fire he is a kelkan. So Rabbi Neil, uh, sorry, Gita asked, like, like Hashem is like jealous, like he's envious of this of uh, Zara, like seriously. So the Hesha Rabbi Neil, the Marshal Sheena Kadosh Baruch Hu Meskana Bavayi Zara Bavdasa. Rabbi Neil answered with a Marshal, and, and the Marshal was um, that of a wife, uh, a woman that's married, and then the husband brings in another wife. So if the husband brings in a wife that's in a sense more chashiv than she is, then there's no kinoi. But if he brings in a wife which is of a lower stature, then the initial wife does have kinoi. Meaning, as the marshal explains, that the word kinoi really has two translations in the Torah. Sometimes kinoi can mean jealousy, and that comes from a feeling of uh, envy, comes from a feeling of feeling threatened. But when it's referred to Hashem, it never means a feeling of jealousy and envy. Rather, it comes from, it means the idea of retribution. Right? So those are the two ways to have it. So what Gamaliel is trying to answer him is that when, uh, uh, when, when, uh, when a woman or her husband takes on a second, another wife, the initial wife only feels retribution or anger to the husband when they get an a, a inferior wife. Meaning is like, well, I'm not good enough for you. You have to get this inferior woman. It's like a, it's like a betrayal. But if the husband got someone that's more harsh, then she could understand it. So that she doesn't feel, she doesn't have to get retribution on the husband because there, there's a logical reason for it. But it's not a feeling of jealousy or envy, rather it's a feeling of, of getting back at someone. So you only get back at the husband if he did something like a betrayal, which didn't have any reason for it. Because if it made sense, then okay, it wasn't a betrayal, there was a logical reason. But if someone's inferior, then it's just a betrayal. There's no reason for him to get a, a, a second uh, woman. That's what Hashem says, just read it inside. Hashem is not jealous of the Vaidazar. Rather, Hashem is Hashem is jealous of those who worship him. Obviously, it doesn't mean jealous. Why would you be jealous of Jewish people? If you should be jealous of the Vaidazar, that they're the rival of Hashem would have been the Vaidazar. The Jewish people aren't Hashem's rival, they are the, the spouse. Rather, what it means is, as, as we said, Kinu does not mean over there um, jealousy, rather, it means retribution. So Kadosh Baruch Hu wants to take retribution against those who serve the Abba Yizar. Okay, so that's that. That's what was explained. So the Fiza, so that's the source of that line. So the Fiza Tumor. So according to this, we have two questions on Rashi. Aleph Neniach Sheyesh the Rashi Yisoyd Hamakriach Shetuichin Tainus Moshe Hayaklu Meskan Vakulu Atema Pirusha Taina Hoyis Venigel Abba Yizar Bufa Kushis Agrifasana. But true that Rashi has a certain Let's assume that Rashi has a certain uh, source and a certain yisoid that's mechuyach that when it says lama hashem yechranapacha means klumeskan. But why does Rashi need to say that this is a jealousy against the avaydazar itself? Like that was a Grifas's question. He should have said that it was a kinoi as a lashon of retribution and it was against the Jewish people. Like a pirsha medrash alasana that's actually how the Medrash explains it. So he doesn't choose the Pirusha Medrash Raja, he explains it like Agrifas. As the Medrash brings, that Meshur Benu says to Hashem, 
Hashem, they made for you an assistant, and you're angry at them. This eagle will be for your assistant. You know, you'll, you'll bring out the sun, and, and the eagle will make it shine. You'll bring the clouds, and he'll make it, uh, and the eagle will make it rain. So, Amar Kodesh Baruch Hu, Moshe, Ata, Tatoya, so Hashem says to Moshe, you're making the same mistake like them. There's nothing to the Avay Desire. It's just sticks and stones. It's garnished. So Amr Loisa, Moshe replies, So he says, then why are you upset at your kids? Why are you upset at them? It was garnished. It was nothing. This is much more respectful uh, than saying like, oh, Hashem, you're jealous, like uh, implying that Hashem is uh, not intelligent. Should have said in way of COVID that letting Hashem say it himself. Like Hashem is the one saying, she said, zoy, then why are you angry? Like Hashem came up with that idea and then you just have a question on it. Uh, that's also the how, how our student is supposed to ask his Rebbe. A student's not supposed to, if he sees the Rebbe, he's doing something wrong, he's not supposed to say, oh Rebbe, you're doing this and this wrong. Rather, he has to say in a respectful way, like Rebbe, did you not once teach us this and this idea? Like asking in a way of a question. And Bayes, and second of all, this stresses the anger which is on the on them, on your children, uh, not the jealousy aspect. Since we do not find an answer regarding Moshe's Taina to Hashem. So in since we never find the answer, so it seems like it's a very good time to talk about it. Why Taka should have deserved be such a horrible avera of Loyulikim Lacher Malaysasalcha? It's, it's not a Matsyas at all. There's nothing to it. It's like just stupidity. It's just Shtuyot. So if it's just foolishness, uh, then why is Hashem so upset that the, uh, it's not like a betrayal? It's, it's, it's garnished, but they're, they're getting involved with sticks and stones. It's not a real rival to Hashem. So if it was a real rival, fine, and we can understand why Hashem gets upset. But since we know that the Avayi has nothing to them, then Taka, why, why is it so bad Avayi it's, it's It's nothing real. It's just like a, a, a stupidity. Even the Jewish people, in a sense, don't believe in it because they know there's no mitzvah, no identity to it. Gami even moving. Let's ask a few more questions. Gami even moving. L'shem ma'ah hispirash shnei yon uklu b'shana l'chacham mechacham and gibe gibe. Why does Rashi only mention these two yon? He mentions a wise individual is, is jealous of another wise one, a giber against another giber, a warrior against another warrior. He says, and don't say it's because it's quoted in a Pasuk. As the Pasuk says, initially, a Chacham should not take pride in his wisdom, the giber in his strength. And also in the uh, Gemara, it also mentions uh, this Lashen. Agrippus uses that expression. So he's just quoting the Lashen of the Gemara. First of all, Aleph the Pasim came to see for now Miskagan in Shlishi. Ashir Ba'ashre, Ba'ashir, Rashi Shmita. He says, in the Pasik, it mentions actually a third idea. And also the Gemara mentions a third idea, which is the rich man should not take pride in his, his uh, Ashiras. Or when it talks about jealousy, uh, Ashir is only jealous of another Ashir. So, and Rashi cuts out this whole idea of an Ashir. And base, Kidu of Amakim Shneki Rashi Kefal Lashin. Ba'arifus Bahal, Ezad Dakim Shimshak Velos. We know that whenever Rashi uses a double expression, or whenever he has extra words, he gives an arichos, this is only because that phelos or that arichos is relevant to Peshutta Shoksuvin. Not because it's a Lashon of the Pasik or it's a Lashon of Maimon Chazal. He only quotes words which add explanation to the Pasik. 
What is relevant over here? These two ideas to Pshutta Shemikra. So sit down, we'll get to the explanation. So just let's recap all the questions we have. Question number one is, Rashi quotes, says, um, and he explains, what does this mean? Obviously, it does not mean he's asking, like, Hashem, why are you angry? So we understand why Hashem's angry, but he didn't do the way desire. Rather, the question is, he's questioning why Hashem is furious with the, the, the Bnei Yisrael. The Chayra, there's nothing to the way desire. The only time it makes sense to be jealous is, is for a real rival. So we asked, in Parshas Yisrael, Hashem, uh, sorry, Rashi brings another shot of these words, which is, Moshe Rabbeinu's Taina, that since it says in the Pasuk, which is singular, so that means the command that you should have a God and you can't have any other gods was only said to Moshe, not to the Jewish people. So why doesn't Rashi bring that shot over here too? Lachair, it's a much stronger shot because it negates, it's basically saying the Jewish people didn't do anything wrong at all. While in Rashi's shot over here, in Parshas Kisisa, it's just saying Hashem, you shouldn't be furious. It's not saying they didn't do anything wrong. So he should have brought both. Second question we had was, uh, we have a medrash that says the same idea as Rashi's saying, but in a little bit of a different way. That Moshe says to Hashem, why are you upset at the Jewish people? They just made for you an assistant. And Hashem replies, what do you mean? The assistant has nothing to it. So Hashem says, why are you angry at your children? Which that way of saying it is actually much more respectful. And also it stresses that it's not an idea of jealousy, rather it's an idea of retribution or anger at the children that, in a sense, were not loyal or rebelled against Hashem. But it's not giving an expression of jealousy, which doesn't really make sense in our scenario. And the third question we asked was, we never find an answer. So if we're saying that the Taket Hashem should not be angry because it only makes sense to be jealous for a real rival, then why is the way desire so bad? And the fourth question is, why does Rashi mention these two points of Chacham B'Chacham, Yibar Yibar? And he, and, you know, he, it's not because he's quoting the Pasuk, because then he would have also quoted the idea of an Asher Bash, right? Elamai, uh, these two things must add Hezbers to the question, is what are they adding to the Pshut HaShemekra? Zizdal, Habir Bizeh. Ha'hachrech Rashi Purush. Rashi's Pirish, Klumaskan, is from a question on the Lashon of Pasik. As Rashi quotes in the Dibramaskal, and we know that when Rashi has the Dibramaskal, it's because the question is, is, is from those words. So, what are the words? It says, Lam Hashem Bugaymer, or as other Tfusim of Rashi have it, Lam Hashem Yachra Pacha. Shahetik. This Pasik is after Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, leave me, uh, and I will let my anger flare up against them, and I will destroy them. He says, first should have tried to get rid of the idea that Hashem wants to destroy them. As, the, as Hashem says, Lam Hashem Tichlas Mechad, it should have, the passage should have been, Hashem, why do you want to destroy all of your people? Only once Moshe Rabbeinu averted the decree of Hashem destroying the people, then he says, Hashem, why should he even be angry at that? It should have been secondary. What happened? If you read the story, first he's asking about the anger, and then only afterwards he says, Hashem, you shouldn't destroy them, and gives many reasons about, you know, the obvious, the schus of the obvious. And he talks about the Mitzrayim, who are, you know, what are they going to say if you just you take them out in the desert? 
and then you destroyed them there because you couldn't uh, fight against the 31 kings of Canaan, etc., etc. The Chai would have made more sense for Moshe Rabbeinu to start with the main issue. The main issue is that Hashem wants to destroy them, and, or in other words, to make it more clear. Um, this that Hashem, this that they were going to be killed or destroyed, is because they did something wrong. They did it by desire. So Moshe Rabbeinu should have defended them and saying, you know, they, they shouldn't be killed even though they did a Vedazar because of A, B, and C, whatever the reasons he's going to get. This that Hashem is angry, L'choyer is not the reason why they're going to be destroyed. So Hashem, you could defend the Jewish people even if Hashem is angry. Like, yes, I understand Hashem, you're angry, but why are they actually going to have the death penalty? Because they did something wrong, and here's the defense of what they did wrong, and therefore the death penalty would be gone. And then afterwards, Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu can, in a sense, try to... Um, fix the relationship between the Jewish people and Hashem. Uh, but what does he do? He first talks about the relationship, the anger aspect of it, and tries to get rid of the anger. Even if he did get rid of the anger, Hashem says, you know what, I'm not angry anymore. Still the Jewish people will have been destroyed because I did a Vaidazar. So even if he got rid of the anger, it doesn't get rid of the punishment that they're supposed to get. So why even talk about the Vaidazar? He first sort of talk about Lamech's, uh, you know, the need of destruction and why they don't deserve destruction, and then try to repair the relationship. And the truth is, if you look at the Ramban on this pasuk, he actually tells us this. He actually tells us this type of idea. He says that Moshe Rabbeinu really davened for the Jewish people twice regarding the Chet Ego. Once when he initially found out about it, and Hashem says, "I want to destroy the Jewish people," and Moshe Rabbeinu stops the destruction, and he then he comes down from the mountain, he destroys the Ego, and he punishes those who worship it. And then he went back up for forty days to daven to Hashem um, for forgiveness. And as we know, he went, uh, he went up for 40 days and he brought the forgiveness and they went back up another 40 days. And on Yom Kippur, he came down with the second set of luchus and that, that's when the Jewish people knew that Hashem forgave them completely. So you even see from the Ramban and even from the Pesukim itself that there, that, that there was this initial prayer that Moshe Rabbeinu did for, for, to save the Jewish people from destruction. Only afterwards was there a second prayer for 40 days that brought back the relationship to the beginning. So I would say that the relationship anyways was another prayer. Why would Rashi start off with that? Oh, I'm sorry. Why would Moshe Rabbeinu start off with a prayer and, and, and requesting and trying to get rid of Hashem's anger? That is Rashi's problem. So Vahaz Barbaza. So this is the Pshat. He says, regarding the death penalty because of the Chet Ego, Moshe didn't have any questions about it. We already had in turn many different averes that the Yidin, a person that would be over on that aver would be Chad Misa. And we don't see Moshe Rabbeinu complaining or wondering about it or having any kindness against it. The reasoning is Pashat, because if you do a very, uh, if you do a severe avera, you will get have a severe punishment. Misa Rechman Moshe's problem over here was the way that the punishment was being given to the Jewish people. Hashem saying, I will destroy them. So I'm going to destroy the Jewish people. This is much worse than a regular punishment of Misa. And therefore, it needs a certain cause. There must be something causing it that they're not just getting a regular punishment of Misa. Rather, they're getting this Indian of Achalim. And we'll explain in a moment what Achalim is. He says, It's a rule in the Torah that um, the punishment of Misa only when is when there's Adam and the Adam give them a warning 
And Aiden, there's a hakir, there's a whole investigation, there's examinations and questions uh, to the Aiden and Beisden. So there's a whole investigation that needs to go on. Only then will there be a punishment of Misa. And even when the Pasuk tells us the witch you should not let live, which the Mashmais is that you're supposed to, you can't let her live. You can't even, there's, there, there's a prohibition of letting her uh, to live, which, which would imply that you're supposed to kill her even without going to base there. To Mr. Bezin, Rashi tells us it's not the Pshat that each individual, if they see a Makshef, they're not allowed to let her live, and you ought to kill her on the spot. Rather, it means is you have to bring her to base, and then it needs to be an examination. Even regarding the first hate, that Hashem told Adam Rishon with a warning, you should not eat from it, because on the day that you eat from it, you will die. We see that Adam Rishon was not punished by being killed right away. Rather, he was able to live another 930 years. Because basically, we know the day of the Shem is a thousand, is a thousand years. So he says, on the day that you will eat it, you're going to be dying. That means the day of the Shem, which is a thousand years. So other Rishon was only supposed to live a thousand years. But Pai only lived 930. The Madras tells us because he gave 70 years of his life to Davin Mala. So he lived 930 because he prayed that 70 years would go to Davin, that he'd have a, you know, a, a somewhat of a, a longer life. Anyways, but Pai even by Adamish, he wasn't punished and destroyed right, right away. So even if you're Chayv Misa B'Dishmaim and Hashem's going to punish you, it doesn't mean it's going to happen within a moment. Hashem says, now leave me and I will destroy them. Meaning is the punishment is going to be Misa and it's going to happen right now, right after they sin. There's no waiting period. There's no examination. There's no investigation. It's happening now. The yes or can even more than this. And Rachelim is going on all the Jewish people, even those that didn't serve the ego. As we know, the Rebbe brings in R20 that the, we know the women and the children didn't do, didn't do the Abay Zara. So why are they getting, going to destroy everybody, the women and the children? They didn't do anything wrong. And we even know regarding even the regular Jewish people. Uh, Rashi is going to t- tell us that it wasn't all the Jewish people that uh, sinned. It was really mostly the Arab Rab. As we understand that the interpretation of Achlein means to destroy all the Jewish people because Hashem tells us, told Moshe, I'll make you into a great nation. Meaning is that this nation is going to be destroyed and then you'll be the father, of a, the forerunner of a new people. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells him, if a chair of three uh, legs cannot stand in front of you when you are angry, meaning Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, so if it's only going to be one regal, one father, meaning he of course it's not be able to stand. So he didn't really like that promise of Hashem. Such a punishment that you're punishing them right away. And it's going to be everybody, even those who didn't even do anything wrong. I usually need Aiden, Hasra, Drisha over here. They, they didn't have Aiden, they have, they have anything, they didn't even do anything wrong. Most, a lot of the people there, the children, the women, many of the men. So how could this such a punishment be? That was my Shurbanu's problem. Rather, it must be 
that Hashem had a, a, a furious anger, that Hashem says, allow my, my great fury to uh, be against them. Therefore, the punishment uh, was much greater than that, what they actually deserved for the Aveil. Therefore, Moshe's claim was like this. Meaning, what is Moshe really trying to say? He's trying to say it's obviously not just because of the punishment, but because of the Aveira itself that they did something wrong. Because if they did something wrong, then I have no issues. Of course, you're going to punish them. But rather, there must be something more over here because you're trying to completely destroy the entire nation, even those that did not sin, and you want to do it right away without even waiting. It must be there's an aspect of jealousy over here. Therefore, he says, but jealousy doesn't make sense. Avedizar is not a true rival. It's understood why there's a great punishment for Avedizar and why it's so stringent. You know, it, it, it's, you're, it's, it's, you're being, because um, uh, you're, not, you're not being loyal to Hashem. So it's understood. You're not being loyal to Hashem. Instead of devoting yourself to Hashem's service like you're supposed to, rather you're devoting yourself to these other gods. So it's not a matter of jealousy. It's just like you're supposed to be devoting yourself to Hashem. And what do you do? You're devoting yourself to an Avadizara. And he says, especially that this is a Vadizara that doesn't, doesn't even make sense. Like you're devoting yourself to Lakim Achem, something that doesn't make sense for Seichel. Because they have no abilities. They have no mamashas. He says, even emotionally, there shouldn't be any feelings of pleasure and desire for such a thing. Why would you want to bow down to a piece of wood? As Rashi said earlier, why they call the Lakim Acherim? It's because they're not really gods. They're gods of others, meaning others made them into gods. So Lakim Acherim, it's the gods that others made upon themselves. So therefore, it's understood why they get a great punishment. And that answers one of our questions, we said, which we asked earlier. We said, we never find that, uh, why do we usually get such a great punishment for Vaidazar? The player of Vaidazar has nothing to it. And Rashi never answers it anyway. And the Chumash doesn't answer it. So the explanation is, it's because we, there never was a question why you get punished for Vaidazar. A Vaidazar is very bad because you're supposed to be devoting your life to Hashem and you're avoiding it to the stupidity. So therefore, you get a, a punishment of Misa. Rather, what was the clue Miskana? Moshe Rabbeinu's question always was, why are you so jealous that you want to destroy all of the Jewish people? This that Hashem wanted to destroy them without a Bezdin, without any investigation, without any chance of a defense, and it was going to be right away, and Gimel, all Kol Yisrael, is going to be all, all the Jewish people are going to be killed. So must be it wasn't just that Hashem was angry at those who did the Avodah Rather, there was a chorin af regarding the Avodah itself. There was a strong jealousy with Papashtas. Therefore, Moshe is saying, why are you so angry? Why is this chorin af mitzad the eagle? The eagle is garnished. It's not a rival. Allah eagle in The eagle has no identity. Has no uh, anything to it. How could it be the cause for this great jealousy, this uh, because of the Savaydazar, which will awaken within you the desire to punish and destroy all the Jewish people right away? Um, R23 and 24, just 
the Rebbe points out that even with the Oynish of Irin Hadachas, which is a city that um, the, the whole city does of Lady Zara, so even them, it says you destroy, every, you destroy everybody in the city and you destroy even their animals. Um, so, so he says, but even there, it, first of all, it, uh, it's not so clear what happens to the people that didn't do the Lady Zara. Like, meaning is if there's men, women, and children didn't do the Lady Zara, what happens to them? And he says, look at the, it's not so clear. And he says, look at the Ramban. The Ramban clearly says that the children don't get killed. Uh, it's just the men and the women. And even at Dayar Chalacha, if there are people that didn't actually do the Vayda Zara, they don't get killed. They, there has to be some witnesses that they did it. And then those who did it, you know, them and their pro- everything in the city, all the property has to for sure be destroyed. And all the people who did it get killed by the sword. But if there, we know that there are certain people that didn't do the Vayda Zara, they don't get killed. And even there, the Pasuk says that you get the Rashta, the Chakarta, the Chakarta, you need to do an investigation. And, uh, and even though over there also says Kharnaka. But R24 is also very interesting. So we mentioned in the beginning, it's our Nipnim, that the idea of a Vaidizar doesn't make any sense. Besechel doesn't make sense. And it even emotionally doesn't make sense. There's no taiva for it. So whoever quotes the famous Gemara, Lahar Miyuma, the There's a famous Gemara in the Vaidizar, it says that the Hamun fasted for three days to get rid of the Yitzhar of Vaidizar. It's such a powerful Vaidizar uh, that he didn't kept uh, succumbing to it. So they daven to get rid of that Yitzhar or Vaidizar. So there is this Gemara that tells us that there was a powerful Avaydazar for Yitzhara, but the Chachamim got rid of it. So for us, emotionally, it doesn't make sense. Like, how could you have a Taiva for it? But in those days, they talked had a very powerful Taiva. He says, we never find any Shinoi, that there used to be a Taiva and now there isn't. So when a child, in a sense, is learning Chumash, he, he has no reason to assume that there was a change. So therefore, even the child understands that logically it doesn't make sense to do any of the Zara. So let's continue to Sefei. According to this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is trying, is asking regarding Hashem's great anger that he wants to destroy all of the Jewish people right away, we can understand why he didn't bring his pirish that he brought earlier in Parshas Sisra. Over there, he brought the pshat that the reason why Hashem said the divrus was to give a defense for Moshe Rabbeinu, that he could say that it was only to me you gave the command not to worship of a desire, not to the Jewish people. That's what the pasuk says. Lam Hashem Shom Purish Rashi is had Gosha the Tainus Moshe the Pia Purish and Igia Shom Alasav Makim Tzibur. So we said earlier that the reason why Rashi thinks two Purushim is because what's relevant in Parshas Yisroi is that is what he brings a Pshat by which is relevant to take care of the issue which is there, while the Pshat that he brings in our Parsha is relevant to the issue that we have in our Parsha. So over there, Shiyashno Pischan Pafilu Avur Oivde Haegel Asma. Over there in Pashas Yisrael, that stresses that Moshe has the defense even for those who did do the worship of the eagle, that even they should not be punished because they were not commanded. But over here, the question that we're having, 
and, and which is clear from the shock of the words, that the time is not regarding the punishment itself for those who did the Ayyadeh Egel. Rather, what we're stressing over here is the idea of the anger. Why is Hashem so upset? Uh, to the itself. So again, in Parshas Yisrael, the Torah is telling us that why did why were the luchas given? This was to give a defense for Moshe Rabbeinu, even for those who talked to do with the Avodah Zarah. But in our Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is not trying to explain why the Aserus of Dibris, or Rashi is not trying to explain why the Aserus of Dibris are said Lashon Yachid. Rashi over here is trying to explain what's going on in our Parsha. So you're looking at our Parsha, what's the question that we're having? That the Pasuk says, Lama Hashem Yacharapach. Why Hashem are you so upset that you want to destroy everybody, even the women, the children, those who didn't do anything wrong. That's the issue that Rashi's taking care of in our place. So depending on what the question was, that's what he brings, that's what Peshat is bringing. Over there, the question is, why is the Dibris given Lashon Yachid? So he gives an explanation. Over here, the question is, what's with Hashem's great anger? Uh, why is it Moshe Rabbeinu first dealing with Hashem's anger? He's not dealing with the actual punishment itself. So therefore, the Rashi brings the Peshat, which is relevant to our particular uh, issue, which is only relevant when you're reading the story, when, you're, when, when you hear what Hashem wants to do, when you're reading all these sukkim, this whole parak, that's when you understand what's going on over here. Um, look at R27. Now we can understand why Rashi doesn't explain that the taina of Moshe Rabbeinu is why you upset at your people. It doesn't mention the word ba'amecha in Rashi. He says, many of them, for Shia Torah, want to explain that why is Hashem angry? It means, why are you angry at the, even those who didn't do the eagle itself? According to many of the Torah, Rashi doesn't explain that, that the question is, why are you angry at the people who didn't do the Vaidazar? As we said, Rashi's issue is, why are you angry at the Vaidazar? Why are you jealous? Because Alzeh, uh, this Indian, if the issue was just why is he attacking those particular people, why are those people uh, getting punished, then he should have said, why Hashem are you destroying uh, all of your people? And that would be clear that the question is, why are you destroying the people that didn't do anything wrong? Rather, what Rashi is trying to tell us is the question is the great anger that we're seeing from Hashem. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to deal with. Uh, now we understand why Rashi brought two in Yom. He brought that the rivalry only ha- is, is there by a Chacham, by another Chacham, a Giber, by another Giber. He says, in the words that Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, he said, go down from the mountain, because your nation has become destructive. So what does that mean? He says, they have quickly turned away from the path that I commanded, which you commanded them to do. They made for them an eagle, and they bowed down to it, and they sacrificed to it. And what did they say? They said, this is your God, Israel, that brought you out of Mitzrayim. So it's stressing, not just that they, what is Hashem telling them? It's not just that they made an eagle, but they made an eagle, and they're telling Jewish people, this eagle is what brought you out of Mitzrayim. That seems like a very important detail. It's that they're saying that it took them out of Mitzrayim. It's true that the Bnei Yisrael did say that, 
But why is that relevant in the Pasuk? How is it relevant regarding the, we're talking about the big sin that they did. They did a by Zara, they made an eagle, and they're bound down to it, they're sacrificing to it. At that time, you're also going to mention, oh, by the way, there's also another detail. They also said a brought out in Israel. When we're talking about this grace of hate of Avedazar, why would the Pasuk bring up this idea that they're also saying that a brought out in Israel? It seems like such a side point. Also, Meshur Benin brings that in his time. He says, Hashem, why are you so angry at this nation which you took out of the tribe with your great and mighty, with your great power and, and, and your powerful arm? So it's from this it's clear that the Chorin Ah, this jealousy, was connected also to what the Jewish people said. They did avoid the Zara, and then what did they say? They said, this is your God. This this eagle is what took you out of Mitzrayim. And therefore, Toynus Maishu Rabbeinu replies to Hashem, Hashem, you're going to be jealous. Klu Meskana, a giver is only by another giver. A giver, a chacham only by another chacham. So, Havir, what does this mean? Amanas lahitzi is b'nei Yisrael mitzrayim lahanigam b'mibar nidrushu shnei dvar. In order for to take the b'nei Yisrael out of mitzrayim and to lead them into the midbar, there needs to be two things. There needs to be chachma ugbor. Avoloi hayehachik bashirus kumuvin sheprati itzis mitzrayim akulu iman nisim v'netloyis dorushu chachma gedayva eich lasaisam. This is in order to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim and leave them in Midbar, needed wisdom. And Gwur, but they didn't need Ashiris, they didn't need richness. Because uh, as that's understood, that the great miracles of Yitzit Mitzrayim, you needed a great amount of wisdom how to do it. And also you needed a great amount of Gwur to actually do it. Not just how to do it, but also to, to do it. Furthermore, the, the, the rotten of the Eagle, the reason why they made the Eagle, was not because they wanted riches, that we have to create this eagle in order to the way become rich. Because Rashi already told us earlier, because we already know that they were extremely rich from that, the spoils they took from the tribe, and even more from the spoils that they took at the Yam. So they were extremely rich. That was never their issue. So that's why, well, why did they create the eagle? They created the eagle specifically because they wanted someone, they wanted the Chachma, they wanted the Gibor. So by saying that the Avodah is what took them out of the tribe, uh, they're basically saying that the eagle has Chachma and the, uh, and the eagle has, has Gvura. But the Zewu Shama Moshevim, Lama Hashem Yechatach, and then Hashem says to Hashem, why are you getting angry? And even the Meskan of the eagle in the Makam Kla, Shai Klu Meskan El Chacham, Chacham Giber Begiber, the even of jealousy by the eagle doesn't make sense because the only time there should be jealousy is by a true rival. This is the truth is Hashem took an out of Mitzrayim with his great power, not the eagle. The Vaidazar doesn't have any wisdom, doesn't have any strength. Therefore, it doesn't make sense to have any kinuit to the Vaidazar. The Vaidazar is really garnished. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Hashem. And that's why it's important why he brings out Dapka, those two details. Because the, it has to do with the kinuit. The kinu element is part of what the kinu element was. Well, not that they're just made in Avayda Zara, but they're saying that this Avayda Zara is what took us out of Mitzrayim. So Hashem's, Moshe Ben is replying to Hashem, or asking Hashem, I should say. He's asking Hashem, Hashem, why are you angry? It doesn't make sense that you're angry. The eagle obviously can't, couldn't have taken them out of Mitzrayim. It doesn't have any chachma. It doesn't have any gura. So, so it doesn't make sense to be uh, jealous.
<coughs> so Al-Pizah, you've answered all of the questions of the Sikha. Let's quickly go over The first question was, uh, why does Rashi bring two Purushim? He brings one Purush in Parshish Yisrael, and he brings another Purush over here. So he said, Parshish Yisrael is trying to take care of the issue of why the Luchister said, and the answer for that was that it was to give Moshe Rabbeinu a defense even for those who actually were Chayav Nisa, right? And the question, and, and but by Parshish Kisisa, the issue was that Hashem had such a great anger, he wanted to destroy all the Jewish people. So Moshe Rabbeinu was questioning, why Hashem are you so angry? Does it make sense to be so jealous? Um, that's why he brings that second shot. He wasn't specifically defending the ones who did the Vaidizar, he was questioning the great anger of Hashem in general that he wants to destroy all the Jewish people. And I'll just add something. I'm going to assume that after, uh, you know, Hashem, he, he, Hashem's anger left, he might have taka used that defense for even though, even though they desired that they, uh, you know, it says, but that wasn't the issue in the Pasuk itself. The second question we had was, it doesn't see Moshe Rabbeinu is being respectful to Hashem. Because he's saying to Hashem, you're jealous of the eagle. And uh, the second point of that question is that if we look in the Medrash, it actually says that Hashem was, wasn't jealous, but it was, he was upset. He was upset and wanted to take retribution on the Jewish people, those who served the Avedazar. So why is Rashi saying that the, that the Kinu is on the eagle? He should have said that Kinu is on the Avedazar because A, it's more respectful to say it that way. And also that's how the Medrash explains it, that the Kas was on the Benacha. So it wasn't jealousy, it was actually a type of uh, retribution or zealousness. So the explanation we give is, because if it was just because of the children, or, or the Benachachatu, because of your children who sinned, then there shouldn't have been such a great Charein Af. It should have been, like any other time when the Jewish people sinned, that there would have been uh, examination, there would have been a defense, uh, investigation. But over here we see that Hashem had a, a great amount of anger that he wanted to destroy all the Jewish people. So there must have been another element over here. And the element over here was the skina that uh, he had for them by desire. Uh, the third question we had is, what was the great, we find, since we're saying, why is it the Isra of Avay desire so strict? If they're not on the because it's garnished, why is it so bad? So the explanation is, because we never, we never had it. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't trying to say that it's not so bad to do Avay desire. His question is, why being kina? Why do you have this kinui, which is causing you to have a choreen up that you want to destroy all the Jewish people? That what was Moshe was trying to say. That klumiskane, why, why are you having this kinui that's causing this great wrath? But in Hachinami, there's an Isra of Adizar, and the Isra of Adizar is a terrible Adera, because what you're doing is you're transferring your loyalty to Hashem, and you're giving it to some Eitzim uh, Vavam, stupidity. As, as it says in the Medrash, uh, it says in the Navi, that, they, that you give away the good water of the wells and you go to like these broken wells which don't have any water. So it's, that's for understood why Avedazar you get a punishment. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't arguing or asking about the Avedazar the itself. The question really was about the Kinoi. And the last question we had was, why does Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, why does Rashi quote Chacham B'chacham Gibor Why Dafi these two points? It doesn't mention the Indian of the Shiras. So we said it's because part of the union of the Kinoi was that the Jewish people were saying that the eagle took them out of uh, Mitzrayim. So in order to take them out of Mitzrayim, you needed two things. You needed Chachma and you needed Gevura. And that's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying is, obviously that's impossible. Uh, the eagle has no powers. So therefore there's no purpose of uh, getting jealous 
um, uh, getting jealous. And regarding the point of the shiras, that was never uh, something that the Jewish people were even talking about because they already were, were rich, uh, and therefore they didn't make the ego for that purpose. Sivzai. V'yeni shaltayr pirish rashi. L'chayr adayin tzarch l'havin. Regarding the Avayah Dezar itself, there's no reason to have uh, any jealousy because jealousy is only for a rival. He says, Mitzad, the ones who serve the eagle, that they said, This is your God that took you out of Mitzrayim. There is this union of miskana, not miskana in the sense of jealousy, but miskana in the way of retribution and zealous vengeance for those who actually did and served the ego because they talked the thought that the ego was a chacham and a giber. So in Achinami, the ego didn't do anything wrong. It's actually in the Gemara that we quoted earlier from Abayi Zara. <coughs> There's another story about um, Anapikaira speaking to, uh, asking Reb Gamliel. He said, he asks this, why does Hashem only punish the people who do Avayda Zara, why doesn't he also destroy the Avayda Zara itself? So Emmanuel says, I'll give you a mashal. It says you have a, a, a king and he has a son. And the son uh, buys a dog and calls the dog by the name of his father. And uh, whenever he's speaking, like he swears by the name of the dog, which is the name uh, of his father. And he does different things, always quoting his dog and, you know, saying the father's name, which is obviously very disrespectful. So the king hears about it. Who's he going to get punished? He's going to punish the dog. The dog didn't do anything. So obviously his son will get punished because the son, which one, one disrespectful, the dog has no say in the matter. So similarly, the ego itself, fine. You know, it, it's just gold. It has no will. But those who did the Abay Dazara, those who did the ego, like Taka should get punished. They did something wrong. So Abir Bazet. In Taibu Abay Dazara, it says Ayid never makes a mistake with Abay Dazara. Who you dish is that eight for Evan Ba. He knows it's just wood and stone. And he does not give any chashivas to the Vedizar. Even when he does do the Vedizar, we know that even at the time of the sin, the Nefesh of is always truthful and uh, loyal to Hashem. doesn't want, and he's unable to be separated from Lukos. So, but Pneumius, all that the Yid really cares about is Hashem. What happens that he gets involved in different things, this is things which are chatsonius, they're external, it's not who his true essence is. So, He says, this that this is your God, this is because a Ruch Shtus entered into them. And that's from the stupidity that came into them, that's why they said these words. So a Ruch is something which is separated from them. A Ruch came into them, meaning they themselves, that's not what they truly believe or feel. It's a Ruch that comes in and it confuses them. Therefore, now, according to this way, we can learn the Pasuk, is actually also on Amachna. You shouldn't even be upset at that. Originally, we were saying, according to Rashi, you read it more, Why shouldn't you be angry? About the nation which you took out of Mitzrayim. Other reports say, means why Hashem are you upset at your people? Meaning it's not all the people did something wrong, only certain ones did something wrong. But that's not how Rashi learns it. But according to this shot, 
you can actually read it that way too. means even 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 those individuals that Taka did do the he says, even with these individuals who did do the Vera, even with them, there's no reason to have any type of kinui. Because because of their essence and the core of who they are, it's totally negated by them to give any chashidus to the Vedazar to consider it a chacham or a giber. And these words, what Moshe Vedic said, that effect is that Shem actually uh, did, did relax and the key to that anger uh, disappeared.